On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. For calling birds, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, on the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me no, on the eighth. Learn how to count. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans of swimming, six geese a lake, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, two bustle bustling with a bundle of honey, then I be decked with paste and partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two on the swimming sounds, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and threw off the red nose reindeer. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Here we go. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just twelve things I need. I don't care. Drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten boards a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight mates a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Christmas, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Merry Christmas. How the heck are you guys? Hey, Wheezy. Uh, hey, Stephen. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Jade? I'm just... Oh, sorry. I didn't see you, Jade. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm doing really good. Good. Steve, and you? Doing good. <laughs> good. Any <laughs> flying from either one of you? Two... Nope. Freaking cold <laughs> and too wet. It's raining, raining. Lots raining. Of yeah. We got snow and we're down this morning. It was 13 below oh, on my gosh. way to work this morning. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, at least you're out of school. That's, that's yep. As of tonight, done with school for a week and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers, we celebrated tonight after school. So, um, now looking forward to, I shut my alarm clock off for tomorrow, but I'll still be up at four o'clock in the morning. So, oh, well. Hey, we've got a cool guest tonight. We've got lots of stuff. I've got notes because this guy has got so much stuff in his history of everything. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have looked into him, but he's pretty awesome. I talked to him today and I'm looking forward to hearing all about him. So let's introduce Leo. Hello. Hello there, sir. 
Yeah. How you guys Merry doing? Christmas. Merry Christmas. Buckle up. Oh, yeah. I got my ugly Christmas sweater on. <laughs> Me too. I'm, so I'm strapped in or whatnot. I don't have much for Christmas attire, so I'm just wearing my mistletoe belt buckle. I don't know. That no, the background looks like a Christmas attire. <laughs> I, I was gonna say the the Christmas dress kind of kind of does the other thing. Oh, I guess I'm a liar. Never mind. But, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really glad to be here. We're Thank glad you. to have you. We're glad to definitely have you. Yes. So, matter of fact, I got to chat with Leo a little bit this afternoon, testing out uh, Streamyard and. Um, He's a pretty interesting guy. He got to see me a little bit at work and dealing with the kids, and he was giggling at me, and <laughs> um, he was trying to learn stuff because he's a little bit higher tech than I am, and he was more nervous than I was. So that was kind of funny. So, Well, I'm a first-timer to StreamYard, so this is beautiful, and I think it'll be a good platform for me in the future, so... This is like teaching a two-year-old how to drive. Uh, you know, it'll it'll be a train wreck. So, <laughs> well, tell us what you want to do with Streamyard. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, my profession is uh, I'm a professional artist. I actually own a special effects company, my wife and I. And uh, <clears throat> before COVID, we would travel around, and I mostly did spray paint art, like the stuff you see down in Vegas and the graffiti and on the walls. No, no, none of that. That To me, that's lower class. I was one of those idiots that would sit on the concrete with pots and pan lids and torn sponges and pieces of newspaper and make a photo. So <clears throat> I started out on the Vegas Strip in 1992 um, for, for the young people around here. That means I'm really old. Um, that was, uh, I was 15. And I started spray painting. And then... Uh, uh, you know, the, the art thing really kind of expanded. So I did the Bob Ross thing for a little while, you know, uh, kind of like paint parties. Um, you know, you go drink wine and, and paint a picture and everybody has fun, you know, I did that for a little while, but I would like to do, um, uh, uh, live painting classes and live painting exhibitions with StreamYard. Sure. Come on in. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> definitely we paint uh like because of copyright i can't paint happy little trees I, I can't i can't do that you know because of the guy with the afro which i don't have so i got to be careful about copyright so my tray trees are not uh uh you know uh happy little trees they are pleasantly complacent nice. i want you to draw me like one of your french girls Oh, definitely. I, I don't know if you could get that naked, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Change the subject quick. Um, <laughs> so tonight, I don't know if you saw on Leo's um, post that they are, him and his boss, right, mm -hmm. are giving away a mm. uh, Air Capital PPG shirt tonight. We so, are nice, nice, that's cool. Yep, and all I need to know is what size, and we will accommodate. So, all right, so towards the end, we will do the little spinny drawing of names. And but one thing, and there's been some cheaters in here, 
Yeah, nice. There's been some cheaters in here. So people in the chat, you're the ones that have this. So if anybody is just listening and you want to join us live here, please join us in the chat. Log on to your YouTube and join us. And you got to figure out the... I can hear you, Deweese. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you got to figure out... Um, and my mom is saying she wants one. So you got to figure out the secret word. I made it a word tonight, not just being simple and being in the chat. The other thing is, before I forget, oh, one thing. There's a cell phone, an extra cell phone sitting here tonight, and it's my husband's. And I really don't understand why this picture is on the back of my husband's <laughs> um, cell phone. Can anybody explain this? It says PPG ground man. Does anybody know this guy? I've seen that guy with the shirt off and he's pretty attractive. <laughs> he's pretty oh, much Lord. out of the East Coast area, uh, Pennsylvania, maybe sometimes in Florida. His wife is always live on Facebook. His wife is always live on Facebook. And they go by Weaver Wireless. Look at this handsome guy. He looks like a country music singer. And Eric says, best cell phone cover ever. <laughs> Eric had this specially made. How about that? So if you want to go to that, you hit Wendy uh, Weaver Wireless up. <laughs> and they will hook you up, I think, with, uh, what's it called? Cell, cell Helmet. Sellhelmet.com, I think, and you can get pretty cool, personalized, loving um, cell phone covers. Wait, he says he's roaring in the driver's seat now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's Justin Weaver. How cool is that? <laughs> so, that's funny. All right. So, stick around towards the end, and Leo and... Is your boss coming on tonight, Leo? Did you talk well, to him? Well, I tried. I tried. He has a crazy schedule. He's also uh, Can Cook America. So That's he's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so he's spilling a lot of orders for Christmas, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, he said to wish his best. And, uh, um, you know, if he gets another opportunity to come on, he definitely will. Okay. So he's more than welcome to join us at any point if he wants. Um, and towards the end, if anybody is interested in joining, I think Leo's willing to stick around for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Show. I'm in for the long haul. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Like All I said, long. I got cocktails. We're in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't All know right. what's in this cup. So in your bio, Leo, you said that you were born and raised um, in Vegas area. And you come from a family of professional wrestlers. <clears throat> so, yes. I was searching a little bit on your wife's page and I wasn't able to get into her YouTube page that she put together, but I think she said there was one, uh, she posted that your uncle, Don Leo Jonathan, known as Mormon Giant, he was the opponent to Andre the Giant in wrestling. And I know yeah. everybody's heard of Andre the Giant. Oh yeah. And your, is it your father? Um, my my mother and my grandfather. It's all grandfather. on my mother's side, yeah. 
Your mother was the lady. Yeah, the lady May Heaton. Lady May Heaton. So, so she was a professional um, wrestler. Um, she had four titles. Uh, my grandfather, it all started with my grandfather. So my family's out of Southern Utah and, uh, they were all, you know, part of the, the wagon trains that came out with the Mormons into Salt Lake city. So, um, my family settled in, in Southern Utah and, um, you know, my grandfather was kind of a, kind of a tough guy, you know, um, he really didn't make it in, uh, you know, like football, he wanted to do sports. So he didn't really make it in football and stuff like that. And he, he was uh, too big and lumbering, had a big, he got run over by a wagon as a child. So he had a deformed chest, um, which actually kind of fitting well with the boxing and the, uh, the uh, wrestling. So um, he was no good at c conventional sports. He got in a brawl after a, uh, drinking at a bar, even though he was still Mormon, got in a brawl and uh, somebody had saw him fight and they happened to be a promoter. And they said, hey, come talk to us. And this was the early 20s. Um, <clears throat> and they said, hey, come talk to us. And he started boxing. Well, he became one of those, uh, and his name, they called him Brother Jonathan. So if you look him up on you know Facebook, YouTube, or not Facebook, uh, uh, Google and YouTube, um, you'll, you'll get a little background to him. And, uh, so <clears throat> he, uh, he started boxing a little bit. He was really good at it. And one day he goes to a, a wrestling match and one of the opponents for this newcomer guy didn't show up. So <laughs> my grandfather raised his hand and said, Hey, I want to come play. So he throunced this guy all over the ring. And then somebody else said, Hey, why don't we pay you money and you come wrestle for us? So he started doing that, um, <clears throat> like I said, double discipline back and forth and between the boxing and the wrestling. And then uh, uh, Don Leo was born in 30. What? Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I did. Oh, born in 34. And uh, uh, DeLon started training him as a wrestler. So he was a preemie baby. And uh, he, all he could think about was wrestling. So his first real match was in New York at 17 and he had to write home. He tells a story on uh, one of his, one of the YouTube channels for wrestlers about how he had to write home to his mama and get a uh, letter for the uh, national wrestling commission that he could wrestle. So um, anyways, long story short, uh, then my mother used to train with him. And again, another promoter saw her thrashing him around the ring and, uh, she started wrestling. And, um, so I grew up with a family of wrestlers. Um, I didn't really do the wrestling thing. It wasn't, you know, it's like, uh, you know, how like PS, uh, kids with smoking parents never become smokers. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So I, uh, I, uh, you know, wasn't, I was more into the martial arts and stuff like that and into art and, you know, pink and fuzzy stuff. I wasn't really into the wrestling, but, um, I grew up watching everybody wrestle. Um, my grandfather was old, so, you know, he was more of a trainer and a coach. Um, but, uh, you know, watching my 
my mother and my uncle train. And then a lot of times, you know, I'd get to go with them on events and I would, you know, get to hang out with some of the best. Uh, Andre, Andre the Giant used to walk up behind me and this guy's got these just absolute mitts for hands. And he'd walk up and put the palm of his hand on the top of his head and just drop his fingers. And then he'd hook his fingers up underneath my chin. Like, you know, he could just cover his whole face with just his, well, my whole face with just his fingers. Wow. So it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, living in Vegas too, you know, we got to go to a lot of events and whatnot because they'd be called out for stuff. Please come here and sell our cars or open this mall or, you know, something like that. Nice. Man, I, I love wrestling because it's just a bunch of guys with no pants fighting for a belt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the cool part is Don Leo was, there was a big transition in wrestling in the early eighties. What was happening is, is the crowd wanted more. Well, the uh, wrestlers were getting hurt and guys careers could get ended really quick. The promoters wanted them back into the ring a lot faster than, than, you know, they could after healing from a match. So the whole uh, let's let's make it a little more entertaining. That uh, that was part of what my uncle did was change the industry, and uh, it became more of a showmanship. and And people ask, uh, you know, is it fake? And he's, you know, he'd say, well, I don't know. What do you think? Because you know, we get to wrestle again. You know, we don't we don't have to go and end our careers just to make you you excited for one show. So anyways, long story short, wrestlers, Don Leo, Jonathan, the Mormon giant. Anybody want to go look him up? He's a pretty cool, pretty cool guy to check out. That's pretty cool. So then in your teens, you worked on the streets as an artist. Yes. The street artist on the strip. Okay. So I, I did, goofy little story i i uh started hanging around the strip because i liked the spray paint artists and the style had come out of new york in like 90 and i'd go down to the strip for stuff to do you know i I was big and kind of goofy and i didn't have a lot of friends so i kind of hung out with myself well i'd go watch the spray paint artists and i'd been doing that for a couple of weeks and uh, there was one of these old heads down there that had been doing it for a long time and, you know, always had got some, some niche to do on the strip to make money. Well, he walks up to me one day because I'd always ask questions, constantly asking questions. He walks up to me and says, boy, if I teach you how to do this, will you go away? <laughs> so I said, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, he spent about a week teaching me the, uh, the basics of the art because he could see, I like to do art and I might've had a little talent for it. And then they kicked me downtown. So if anybody knows anything about Vegas, I started out on the strip in front of the Mirage and then I ended up in front of the union Plaza because, uh, you know, they're like, you go downtown, you're not cool enough to the strip. So from 92 to 90, 
probably 95, 96, I was the spray paint guy in front of the Union Plaza. And it got weird when they put in the Fremont Street experience. So if anybody's been down there and know that big walkway you go under and it's got the zoomies and the lights and the stuff and the girls and the casinos and the artists and all the way down. Well, it didn't used to be that way. You used to be able to drive all the way down Fremont and do a, a roundabout right there at the top. Um, it, I think it was uh, uh, 11th Street. Um right in front of the Union Plaza, which is also a train station. A lot of people don't know that either. So <clears throat> I'd get my nickels out there throwing spray spray paint cans. Uh, yeah, and Angela and Tony are from the Vegas area, and we went to visit them last spring. And um, Angela was asking if you're one of the guys on Fremont Street. So back in the day. Yeah, back in the 90s, I was. I was one of the guys on Fremont Street and everybody, I had long hair back then, but I mean, my height and my, my posture hasn't changed much. Okay. So then you pursued broadcasting as a career in the nineties, working for both television and radio. And you had said you made a name for yourself in the Vegas Valley. So, yes, I started, uh, so I literally started with ham radio and, and CBs there in the Vegas Valley and, and it just didn't stop. Um, so I went to school for broadcasting and uh, I interned at uh, Clear Channel there at New Country 95.5. Um, I was an engineer for probably two years and then I went into talent and uh, sales so I'd sell advertising and uh, I had some on-air slots and stuff like that. And then uh, television, I was mostly um, a sports field photographer and camera operator. So I was the guy down on the field getting his butt kicked. And this is back in the day when we still had tagged cameras. I had some, you know, 16, 20-year-old that I paid, you know, 50 bucks a night to haul a cable and keep up with me as I ran up and down the sidelines of a football field. You know, because the camera is still wired. It was none of this wireless, fun, easy stuff. So, um, and then that's kind of how I got into Wichita here. I uh, I went to work for ESPN doing freelance camera work, and I would basically chase the playoffs of whatever sport all year long. So, you know, they'd just keep sending me to a different town with a camera and a suitcase. And I ended up uh, here in 2004. We shot the, uh, did the w, uh, WSU in the playoffs. And uh, I met a girl here. People ask me what brought you to Wichita. And I tell them pigtail and a cute rear end. So um, it was anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was before the beard though. It was young Steven. Um, <laughs> so um I, I ended up staying and then I, I worked in television here for a long time. And then when they changed through to the uh, digital age, because I'd gone into talent and uh, um, sales, I wasn't getting the continued education. So I didn't have the little piece of paper when digital age switched over. So I became an independent business owner. And which was? Um, well, I went through different things. I owned a lawn care company for a little while and then I fell out of the tree. 
and that didn't go well. Well, no, that's the weird part. <laughs> what are you doing in the tree when you're supposed to be on the grass? Well, I, I got the grass done and they said, hey, can you trim my trim my tree? And so I said, well, it just so happens that I advertise that on my business cards and my flyers and I have all the equipment in the truck. <laughs> sure. So I had a brand new, a brand new ground guy. And long story short, um, he didn't do the things that were done and I didn't do the things that should have been done. And I ended up on my button hands after 14 feet. So um, it was pretty nasty. Put me out of commission for a while and I had to figure out, you know, a new moneymaker. So I went back to my old school stuff and started spray painting again. I became Wichita's number one spray paint artist. If you guys want to check out Wichita spray paint on Facebook, all one word, um, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and I've got a YouTube channel, plug, plug, plug. Um, anyways, and thank you for being so kind on that. Let me, let me throw the little cookies out there. Um, but uh, so I started doing spray paint and it was going great. In fact, when COVID hit, I was on a 17 school tour from Florida to Texas in my motorhome to go to schools, uh, uh, middle schools and uh, high schools and show kids how to use spray paint and not crack. So, you know, huffing paint's way, way better for you. You know, no, I'm kidding. Um, I just teach them how to do spray paint. And the reason why is because you know, you can, I've always used the adage, you can teach a man to, you know, give a man a fish, feed him a day, teach him to fish, feed him for the rest of their lifetime. So with spray paint, I've always, always been able to uh, fall back financially and, you know, recover just by, you know, shaking some rattle cans. So. Right. And Deweese, do you have any of his, his Facebook links or his uh, YouTube links? That you can add to the chat. Okay, cool. Thank you. And Deweese is adding those right now in there. You know, I was spray painting a side table the other day when I noticed like my first coat was super patchy. I was like, this can's got to be past its prime. Luckily, I had another can that was primer. Ah, see, see, see. I, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Is, it, so, is that is that the heart, hot or the buttered part? Of that that was original. Totally original. original. Okay. I ain't that witty. <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. No. Um, so, and I think it was, uh, hang on, Bill H., I'm getting to your question. I haven't forgotten about you. So then you're in Wichita, you meet this girl, you marry her, and, or if before that, you are in 2011 and you work for a haunt and film industry, what's that about? Oh, so um, I've always had my fingers in, in uh, television or radio ever since, you know, whether I do simple voiceovers, station IDs. In fact, I've been told some of the station IDs that I had in Vegas are still being used. Um, but I do voiceovers. I do video production. 
Um, and I owned, because I own a special effects company and always been a sculptor and artist. My first career, I should probably say, the first thing that I ever tried to do for ever for life was a taxidermist. I got my first taxidermy license at the age of 13. So it gave me these sculpting skills and, and putty and paint and all that stuff. Wait, you were the little boy that liked dead animals. Yes, yes. I told you, you I was weird. See, I told you I had no friends. See? <laughs> he is <laughs> all over the place. Royal, so I'd have a buddy. So I bet when anyway. he was like four years old, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, these these skills that I learned with taxidermy, and I've always been interested in makeup. Like as a kid, I always had the coolest costumes. Like I would always win the costume contest. So I had some money. It was a dream to own a haunted house. So I did it for four years. Um, I owned House of Terrors here in Wichita, Kansas. Um, absolutely wonderful. The community was great. We had a good run. I, you know, money wasn't getting as good as it was. So I kind of backed out, but it was a lot of fun. And then, like I said, here in Wichita, um, I was doing sports television. And if anybody here local remembers uh, Thunder Talk on uh, Kate TV, um, I produced that. My ex-wife was the stand-up. She did all the, the talking and rocking. So I did all the camera work and the... Uh, the editing and production and all that stuff. So that is where haunted houses and um, television come in. So to even add to that, I currently build stuff for haunted houses. So if somebody wants a scary prop, a, a mask, a costume, a thing that walks, uh, animatronic, uh, um, I'm, I'm the guy that does that. In fact, it's funny. I don't know if it's right here or not. Of course it isn't. But I just it, I got a 3D printer and I just printed up an iMac not long ago. Oh, here we go. See, this is this little doohickey there. Makes your eyes blink and you know look left and right. So <laughs> so stuff like that. You know, I build crazy little contraptions. I have an 18-foot dragon in my garage if i could get my webcam out there i'd show him off too but uh he's just a big costume that i take and use on the streets during halloween and festivals you know to make everybody excited he's 18 foot and about nine feet tall and um, he's bipedal so i walk around in him and i control him like a joystick and can make him open and close his mouth blink his eyes and roar at you and so I build stuff and consult for the haunted house industry as well. Um, so any props, um, costumes, uh, currently I, I, I work for one of the largest um, animal food companies for reptiles and exotics in the world called dubiaroaches.com. Um, I build a zoo for them now. I've been on this project for two years. It's the it's called the Wichita Reptarium. We should be open at the first of this next year. And basically it's 43 enclosures for the biggest, nastiest lizards and snakes you could possibly imagine, including two five-foot alligators. So it's it's going to be an absolute blast. So if anybody's ever in Wichita, they should totally check out the Reptarium. I like lizards. Do you? Yeah. 
So, you know, so, I have a turtle rescue. I oh. saw, I uh, was searching on your wife's page and she has more turtle stuff, but I did see one of your lizards had a little diaper on and I thought that was the cutest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have Great Brains Turtle Rescue. So we um, awesome. rescue, rehabitate and rehome up to 250 turtles a year. Yeah, we and deal with the turtle rescue down here in Mississippi. Perfect, perfect. In Mississippi, you have a lot of water turtles. Yeah. And yeah. those are actually some of the ones that can get in the most trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, we deal with a lot of terrestrials. Here in a little bit, I might go grab, like I have tortoises. They're 70 pounds. They're this big. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hear them and I can go grab one. Um, but yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do turtles, we do TV, we do music, as you can see behind me, we do video production. It just It's KVB Studios, same thing on Facebook, and we're just nuts. So Brandon, um, he's, I believe, going to be one of our future PPG students. He says he's glued to this conversation. As I'm writing a script right now, listening to this, thinking about a movie set building, so... So he's I'm all about here, so he might have to reach out to you. <laughs> please do, Brandon. Please do. Um, I've actually built something called Hot Sets, and that's a ready-to-shoot set from you know three to four different angles that will take you into another world. Um, I might mention too that uh, if you all get a chance to go to my Facebook uh, um, or my uh, Wichita Zipper Face page, you'll see that I did Shrek the National Tour. So there's a lot of my sculpting, um, paint, stuff like that. Some of the work that I've done on that. So Yeah, that zipper face link, Wichita zipper face link is on the chat. Yeah. Out of everything that Thank you, you. kind of created, what's brought <clears throat> you like the most satisfaction? Like where you stepped back after you finished it and was like, man, wow, I can't believe I made that. And have you ever had that sort of feeling? I, I have. I have. And what's strange is it goes two places. People say, well, you've got so much talent. And I don't believe it's talent. I think it's it's uh, practiced occupation. It's something that I love to do. So, you know, I find every little niche and whatnot to do it better. So to be corny, just about everything I touch makes me feel good when it comes to art. Don't say a nice. word. <laughs> Anyways, um, so there's been some Shrek was one Shrek. And the reason why it wasn't just the quality of work. I did 43 characters in 40 days. So, I mean, it was more of what I pulled off instead of, you know, how well it did turn out good. But it wasn't, you know, wasn't about how well it turned out. It was about how quick I got it done um, on my Facebook. There is a. Um, uh, Comic-Con post and it's about a stormtrooper costume that I did for a cosplayer and this is probably one of my favorite sculpts because I took you know a stormtrooper helmet and and suit you all know what that looks like you know Star Wars and whatnot yeah I took and skeletonized it like it was bones rotting and because he was part of a group for the four stormtroopers of the apocalypse and he happened to be death. So it was just this, you know, mutant looking stormtrooper made out of bones that was just really cool. So that was a good one for me. 
Um, That's pretty cool to hear just because I started off in my younger days as a musician, but I was terrible at creating. I couldn't create music, even though I was a jazz artist and I improvised. I was never satisfied with it. It wasn't really until Paramotors where I combined that with like music and my odd sense of humor and videography that's like, oh, I actually enjoy creating again and making something that's just me and getting satisfaction from it. So it's kind of cool, like listening to you and like where your mind's coming from and what you're picking apart. And, you know, I love it. And it's crazy. We've never, I don't think we've ever had a guest where it's like, what, we're at the halfway mark. Cause I met you down at EFD and you were showing me stuff. I was like, holy cow, this guy's nuts. Cause you have such a plethora of stuff that you've been involved in. And we've never had a guest where it's just like, hey, let's just talk about that for the first half hour. That's right. Neat. So, yes, I'm getting messages. Yes, he is a paramotor flyer. So yes, better- I do fly paramotors. <laughs> but we're not talking about that tonight. <laughs> Over everything else, yes, I fly paramotors. You're probably going like, wait, where's the paramotor talk? <laughs> so there he is. Uh, and you also work for Air Capital PPG. Yes, here in Wichita, Kansas. Nice. Best paramotor school here in Wichita. Oh, wait, it's the only one. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I am the kiting instructor for Air Capital PPG. And that's uh, ran so by Brian Hummer? Brian Hummer, yes. He is, again, the owner of Kangook America. Um, he, you know Brian pretty well, Stephen, I think. Um, he is a really good guy. Um, kind of took me up under his wing in 2020. And, no pun uh, intended. Yeah. 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 No, for real, real pun intended, because I didn't have any equipment. Um, I learned to, uh, I think it was a magic was my, my first flight. And uh, <coughs> anyways, he, uh, he, uh, or no, it was an ozone spark. That's what it was, was my first flight. He threw his wing over me and let me fly his equipment. And uh Taught me how to get in the air. In fact, this is uh, this is after I'd gotten my first wing here. Um, uh, it's a Charger, uh, and uh, I've got Charger's a. Awesome. A, oh yeah, I love that wing. I'm kind of sad I sold it, and I still want to go get another one. I, I want to put that in my wing cabinet. You know. What are you rocking um, now? A Luna two. Nice. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, boys. That a nimble little wing. Um, it's 23 meter. I'm having a lot of fun on it. Um, I was kind of a slow learner when it came to landings and stuff like that. You, but, me uh, you know, and this here is probably my second, maybe third touch and go ever. You'll, you'll watch, see. Watch this takeoff. Your power yep. saved you from a face plant. Yes, it did. <laughs> and I don't know if you can hear, I kind of, as I'm going down, I'm getting more into the power, like, oh gosh. <laughs> I saw so, that. Yeah, so, no, I thought that would be fun. So I, was you, telling my, I was telling my husband last night, I was looking at some of your pictures, and I was saying, I want you to look. This guy is so tall, the bottom of his paramotor hits him right at the bottom of his butt. It's Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Wow. Everybody else is like dragging underneath their legs and bottom of their knees. You know? Mine are at my heels if I would. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> no, I'm lucky that I've got a lot of room there for the run. The most I'll get is just below my butt cheeks there on the backs of my thighs. Yeah. And that's like if I stuff my wing bag up under my seat or something and make it puffy, you know? So you found paramotoring via YouTube, right? Originally, yes. I saw one of Tucker's videos um, on Tucker one who? of my... Yeah, yeah, Tucker who? Who? <laughs> Who's Gucker? So, <laughs> so I uh, I uh, Cheers, saw it on everybody. one of my buddies' videos, uh, or one one of my buddies' pages, and I started watching it. Watching it, and I probably watched, uh, you know, Tucker and Paramotor videos for a year, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop dreaming about it. I've got to do this. So I called up my kid and I sent him some videos. He's uh, 26 now. He was like 22 then. I was like, dude, let's go do this. You know, let's have an adventure. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm busy, dad. Uh, okay. So, and plus we would have had to go, I'm in Wichita and I would have had to go to Oklahoma City, which is, you know, three hours away. So, um you know, it would have been, and they, it would have been one of them things where they take three days, shove you in the air, you get three flights, and then they send you home. So I, I just kind of, you know, bided my time and, you know, thought, ah. And then a friend of mine who is a professional bull rider here in, in the Wichita area, he, uh, um, Billy, if you're watching, Billy Brandt. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, he posted how him and his brother were going to go do paramotors. I was like, whoa. I messaged him. I was like, dude, where, where, where are you doing this? Who's the guy? He sent me Brian Hummer's number. And, you know, the rest was kind of history. And then um, this last year, I ended up being, and he's still training, but I ended up being the kiting instructor for David Brandt, his brother, that they were going to go fly together. So it kind of came around for full circle and was good news. I really enjoyed it. Nice. nice. And Shane Planet Shane says, Kangook makes good stuff. Mm -hmm. so he's I said it. Best paramotor in the world. They're really well priced. And like Kangook's, like it's pretty good value if you look at their pricing. They are, and um, you know, talk about a Kangook real quick. I I've flown a lot of them. I've flown the classic. I've flown the Viking. I currently fly an Amarok. Um, I'll tell you, the Amarok is the lightest paramotor I've ever flown. It's fifty-five pounds with the Moster, without fuel. Dang. Um, no, no, and um, it the thrust line is just unbelievable. I've noticed, you know, coming in on other motors, you have that weight in that back. You're you're you feel like you're trying to reach and lean out with your feet to get to the ground after the end of your flare. That the, the way these are so light and that thrust line and the motor is so close to your back that you know it's it's very ergonomic everything is pushed forward you don't have that drag i mean when you lean back it's on purpose it's not because the motor pulled you back so yeah i love them i absolutely love them i started uh, uh the first paramotor i owned was a, a power to fly rs with the moster on it and uh great 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 motor <laughs> took me you know, learning how to land and butt landing and knee landing and, you know, 
side landing and and you know flare at five feet <laughs> it took it so but once i've got the samarok man i'm having a lot of fun how many uh people have you helped kite as a kiting instructor I think I've put about 15 people in the air now with kiting. Brian, actually, Brian puts them in the air. I do all the groundwork with him. He does the ground school. I'm the guy in the field that's running up and down the field, you know, pull down the high side, move under the low side. Have you, so, uh, have you learned anything actually teaching people kiting or learn things to really help them maybe make it click a lot faster, you know, stuff? Everything. Like that? Everything. It made me so much of a better pilot. I can't even tell you. I mean, uh, um, I, it brought my confidence up, you know, Jade and I were talking about, we're both kind of height, height squeamish and whatnot. Being an instructor, you know, or even just a kiting instructor kind of took me that another next level mentally, you know, cause now there's this responsibility. There's this, you know, this image you've got to uphold. You know, and it's, you know, make it or break it. And uh, uh, it was fantastic, you know, nervous and scared. And oh my gosh, okay, okay. Now just, you just hold your riser like this and then you do the, you know, and then by the end of it, I'm just like, run! <laughs> so, you know, we're having a lot of fun. I, I think it, I think being an instructor tripled my skills and made me 10 times more confident than I ever could have been without it. Nice. And I plan to go all the way. I I'm going all the way, uh, full fledged instructor. And then I want to do tandems. So, and then we're going to take a baseball bat to Brian's knees and take over his business. Oh no, he's going to give it to me. Watch. <laughs> he's gonna get he's too busy with Kangook America, man. One day he's gonna be like, Hey Leo, here, go go do that. Go play. <laughs> yeah, go play. Go go do that. But I need to get my instructor, you know, my official instructor and whatnot. And I'd like to have the tandems because I think it would be a great tool for getting people industry interested, do their first lesson as a tandem and you know, show them what it's really about. Um, that way, you know, they'll, they'll know whether they want to commit to the equipment or not. Cause equipment's not cheap. It's not expensive, but it's not cheap either. Right. So you said you were at the endless foot drag this last, this last fall. Mm -hmm. Is that your first one? That was my first big fly in. I'd done okay. some local stuff okay. on like the, the little, airports and stuff and out at Brian's place. And I went to you, another one down in Benton. And so you're just mo mostly a local um, looking for surrounding areas. Yeah, no, I, well, I want to travel. Um, like I said, the, the Fredonia was my first big fly in um, and strictly paramotor. Um, but uh, no, I I'll probably travel some more. Um, I'm putting, I've got a nice motor home. And I'm putting together a little trailer rig, uh, you know, for for putting my motor and equipment and wings and stuff in. So that way I don't have to put it on the bed in the uh, motorhome because, you know, wife loves that. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the wife, is she into this sport at all or would she be she, a tandem if she's not into 
flying? She might do a tandem, but she's not really into flying. She likes taking pictures. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> really, really likes taking pictures. So she's a good ground crew. She is. She's a fantastic ground crew. Well, that's good. Um, she's she's good. Always reminding me to do the right things and and keep smart and and hey, you forgot this and you know. Um, and then she grabs the camera. Um, she probably took seven hundred photos in two days at uh, EFD. So and, did I. Yeah, yeah, and it was so yeah. much fun. And and watching, I'll tell you, watching, yeah, selfie master over here. Um, <laughs> Watching the reaction because uh, uh, she posted all her pictures on uh, a private group for for the uh, foot drag, and seeing the reaction of the people come back, hey, that's me! Oh my gosh, you got that shot! It was it was pretty cool. So um, she that's always good. reminds me how she's an amateur, but I think she's a little better than that. <laughs> it's always nice to have people that are there to take the pictures because it's like if we're up in the sky it's like you know you might have you know uh, uh you know a spectator you know hey can you get me and then all of a sudden they're like oh crap i didn't see you coming down you know because right. it's just so much to look at like so. a question when you guys first started flying because i did this when i first started flying i had to have all the gadgets and the the, the you know the the altimeter and got to put the thing on your phone that tracks your flight and got to have the GoPro. And, and, you know, now I just fly. I, I haven't put a GoPro on and probably I still got the GoPro. Do you? Just in I case something good happens. I don't do any gadgets. I like keeping it super simple, but because I make videos, I have stuff, but I keep it simple. I've got my my action camera records audio. It's not a GoPro Cena. It's just a Cena. And then I just put a carabiner on a 360 camera, buckle it to my leg strap so I don't have to fiddle. And then I just basically fly, stick it to the side, and then a month later I'm like, oh, I can't fly. I'm going to edit. Gotcha. gotcha. But I don't do altimeter. I don't screw around with anything. I just randomly will either stick that stick on my paramotor or I put it on a tripod in the middle of the field because it'll capture everything. And just like, there you go. Mostly now I'll bring out cameras for first flights. Love first flights. Definitely. That is probably Not my just most camera, favorite the thing. Video. The... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. No, I'm, I was just saying not just camera, but the video because oh, you're yeah. getting their expression plus their voice and everything. <laughs> Something I do to them every time they get out of the air, because I use it in videos for Bryant. Every time I, and I tell them, when you're done, I want a thumbs up and an air capital PPG. And yeah, <laughs> I've gotten some of the worst like reactions because as soon as they get out of the air, I run up and put a camera in their face. <laughs> and I go, you know, and then they're like, uh, 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 PPG. Speaking of that, speaking of that, we're going to take a short little break. If you guys want to listen in, go get a drink. Um, but Leo has got a little commercial we're going to do. So stick around here and watch this and at least listen. I think this is the one that 
Have you ever dreamt of soaring through the sky and above the clouds on your own set of wings? Do you want the freedom to fly like a bird, but a pilot's license is costly and the training too intimidating? Then don't just sit around dreaming. Air Capital PPG is the place for you. Air Capital PPG offers safe and friendly, no pressure instruction with a move-at-your-own-pace attitude. Powered paragliding is a safe form of flight and one of the fastest-growing sports in the world. There are no license requirements or medical needed, just a desire for adventure. Air Capital PPG uses top-of-the-line technology and gear to put you in the air safely. With custom training to fit your schedule and budget, the sky will never be the limit. Already flying? Air Capital PPG can help you with USPPA training and certification. Stay on point with your skills and up to date with the FAA's current guidelines and regulations. That's my first flight. Man, Leo, do those legs go all the way up? Make an ass right out of themselves. For the world's top manufacturers and dealers. New or used, we can find the best gear fit for you. Join us and embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Learn to fly with Air Capital PPG. Let us help you spread your wings. Take my money. PPG. <laughs> Take my money now. <laughs> Very nice, Leo. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. That's a couple of years old. So, all right. So, one other thing is has anybody figured out the secret word to get on the, the, the name spinny thingy throw out name? Not many. You haven't, you haven't figured it out, Deweese? I figured it out. Oh, I mean, I know it. Oh, I don't think I even know how to so. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So you have to come up with the secret word. It's not very hard. It's something about the holidays. You say the, you type in the word. And we add in the word. You get, get your name in for the shirt that Leo and Air Capital PPG are willing to giveaway tonight for free it's a pretty cool shirt i think i'm gonna win circus is it glass for so, free this time last time we were doing spinny wheel and we charged people money they were kind of pissed <laughs> i like money <laughs> i'm always for money so buy more paramotor stuff not tree fitty it's not cheese curds it's not wolves it's not snow. What's it's a holiday weekend? word? Yeah, it's a holiday word. Is it a food word? Because I like food. Oh yeah. Is it <laughs> like pie? Because I love it could, pie. It could be a girl's name, but spelled a little different. So my mom's even trying. She said air capital. Nope. I like it though. Thank you. Scuba Thumbs says vacation. Mom. Angela says 
Witches. Wittics. <laughs> Wittics. Will H says greetings. Nope. Angela says Noel. I think mm. your mom might have gotten it. Oh, earlier? Oh, just uh, now. It's not Scuba Mary. Says Holly. Nope. Noel. Mm, nope. I don't know. Maybe we should just do the spinny name and uh, see if maybe one person wins. <laughs> Tree fitty. <laughs> Tree fitty. Tree fitty. Come on. So far, the only people we own the wheel are the cheaters. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> What is Eric saying here? Eric's cheating. He's talking right. Hawaiian now. <laughs> so, talk Hawaiian and nope. No. Man, I'm not drunk enough for this. Where's my drummer? <laughs> Hear that pop? I'm, I'm yes, up on you. I got a cocktail going. We know the word, Tony. I think I forgot the word. There's so many other words getting thrown at me here. You know the word. This is five minutes of my life. I'll never get back. Angela gives up. Angela, don't give up. Angela, come on. Grinch is a good Travis. one. Travis. That's not it. <laughs> Dang, they're all going to give up. Grumpy Grinch. <laughs> Can we play games where I don't have to think? I'm not very good at that. Dang, I can't believe I'm can. not, yeah. not getting it. Every time I start thinking, I hurt myself. Exactly. <laughs> get a migraine. I get a brain injury. Let's see if I can maybe ruin my... You got to keep it a secret, right? Oh, okay. So I, I was wrong. It's not the girl's name. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can. You may as well just add them all on because none of them have gonna. There's not gonna be enough of them on the list to do the spinning wheel. Can you guys music? Can you hear that? Huh? Could you hear the music? I heard something, but I don't know what it was. There it is. Yeah, let there me turn it up. There, Bill H. Add Bill H to the list. <laughs> Did you hear that music? No. I'm going to pull my music. headphones off, make sure it's not something in my house. All right, let me share it then. No, no, I think we're safe. Mistletoe. Pennsylvania PPG, welcome. He's going to be on, I think, next week. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so LH is helping out here. Tony, it's being rigged right before you. Justin said it. Yeah, the rigging's all behind the curtain. <laughs> right. Justin said it. I feel like all this right. could be a creepy game of peekaboo. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, I like creepy games. 
Scuba, why is my Nightbot not working? He's not yelling at anybody tonight. He hasn't even come up. I don't yes, like they block all the dating websites that pop up on there. Angela said, does Feliz Navidad mean Merry Christmas? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Patricia, Patricia J got it there. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, I was just getting the groove in. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Patricia said it. <laughs> Scuba said Merry it. Christmas, Mom. Angela said it. All right. Anyway, we'll. So, was Bryant willing to come on at all, or no? It, he's just it. too too busy. He's too uh, good for this show. Oh hush. He's uh he's he's just too busy. Um, he because he when I mentioned he's like let me get back to you. Oh. He says that sounds fun. Let me get back to you. And then he got back about four hours later. He's like no. Uh, he says I think I'm gonna leave this one to you. I said okay. <laughs> He says, but give everybody my love, and uh, if he gets another opportunity, he definitely wants to take it. Man, I remember meeting Bryant for the first time at EFD this year, and he brought two guys with him. He's like, dude, you need to tell your story to these guys. It's a good story. But he caught me when I was three sheets to the wind on all sorts of stuff and drugs, and I think I was a little too animated for him because uh, his stare at the end of five minutes was just like, I got to go back to my camper. <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, we'd been feeling feeding him a lot of tequila, so I'm not sure the stare was uh, necessarily uh, 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 minty driven. I would assume the worst. Oh man, we had a lot of fun. the night that you're mentioning. That was a lot of fun, and and it seemed like the whole runway was lit up. Everybody was partying. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, that was a lot of fun. Are you saying the whole runway was lit? Lit, yes, yeah. yes, right there. You know, yeah, yeah, this definitely year's, lit. This year's, so usually when I go to a fly-in, I'm usually the last one that walks the runway at night. So I got a pretty good tolerance for stuff. But I partied way too hard at EFD. I was like, I'm tapping out of time, going to bed. I'm old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was actually one of the last up. And I don't know if you remember those little trikes we had. We have these, uh, it's actually called a trike. It doesn't have a motor, but you sway back oh, and yeah, forth yeah. on it mm -hmm. and you go pretty fast. And, you know, it was fun ripping up and down the runway, uh, you know, with everybody's campers and rigs and stuff, three o'clock in the morning, nobody's out. And you just, you know, and then there'd be somebody just lone sitting outside of Minty's trailer, you know, drinking. <laughs> well, who's the news trailer were you hanging out at? I thought that was yours. No, I have a buddy, Josh Perry, that I travel with. And uh, when we got okay. rain, I got everything soaked. So I stayed in his trailer for a day. Well, if we're ever to fly in together, you don't need a tent there, buddy. All right. I like where this is going. You know. All right. Awkward. <laughs> it's going awkward. That's where it's going. <laughs> Here's another awkward one. I go to the giveaway page <laughs> and it says zero entries. So oh, no. That's okay. I'm going to put it on the screen and I'm going to push the button to see if it actually works because I've never done it with the, the the word itself. So give me a second. Don't 
Don't shoot the messenger here. Let's see if it'll work. Oh, oh. Nope. Zero. Dang it. It's not going to do it. Okay. Everybody who wants a shirt, type in <laughs> type in something. It's it's not Merry Christmas or Christmas or Merry or anything. Type something to get on the rock, paper, scissors. Type Just type something. Put in the little paramotor emoji. And don't forget to give us a thumbs up. And even though I... Oh, scuba. Hashtag half rounds. Probably why my robot's not working either. My goodness. Hey, we know what they say about robots. Put a comment in there. Everybody put a comment. It was a shirt. Something. That's something, right. Something, something, something. Comment. <laughs> Comment. Uh, burp. I <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, while they got that rolling, Leo, have you had any interesting like flying experiences, like like moments where you're like, oh, like or just struggled with, or just anything weird, random that stands out to you in your memory? <laughs> Yeah, in fact, it, uh, at EFD, do you remember that Friday night, everybody coming after, uh, back after that gust front? I don't remember a gust front this year. Last year, I remembered one. So remember how it started it's raining one. right there at the end of Friday evening, uh, yeah. the last weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've ever been out to Fredonia, there's these two little knoll mountains. I don't know what to call them. They're like little bumps. They kind of look like boobs. And uh, they're at the back side of the town. Well, when I took off from the airport, it was clear. There was some clouds way, way off in the distance. And it was a good time. So I got down low and I started chasing a crick. And uh, I'm from out west. It's a crick. It's cool. Um, it's a crick. <laughs> now, You're wrong. wrong. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> You're right. Um, so I started chasing this crick and deer would jump out, you know, and I'd go play with the deer and for a minute and, you know, not trying to pull a Dell, but, you know, we'd hang out and be buddies. So um, I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, it's, I'm getting far off. I'm probably 10 miles from the runway now. I'm not seeing a lot of paramotors. So I think I'll head back. So I'm at about 300 feet and I'm headed back and I'm almost in line uh, east to west or I'm sorry, north to south with one of those knolls. And I thought this is it started sprinkling and I thought this is weird. Would I get be getting rotor off that knoll three miles away? Is it that big? And then it hit. Um, so I think I was on the front boundary line there of a front or of a, a gust front. And it, I went from about 300 feet to about 600 feet like that. I mean, it put G's in my seat and, uh, um, and you know, I'm getting whipped around. I'm probably getting swung three to three feet, either direction. And I'm starting to panic. I've never been in anything like this. And so, you know, I, I start 
let off the throttle, I'm beat feeding it for the ground. And I get down towards the ground and probably 100 feet off the ground. And I'm over these soybean fields. And I look down and they are just getting crushed over with the wind. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's worse down there. So I went back up to about 160 feet and rode it out. Now, this was before I had a reserve too. So, um, you know, kind of a butt pucker moment. Um, you know, a lot of sweating, a lot of white knuckling. Um, I think there was a little bit of praying and, uh, I got back to the field and it was funny once I got, cause where the, uh, I came from the South and where you go back to where the runway is, you know, it just breaks over from all these soybeans into these cut fields. And as soon as I broke over into the cut fields, it was like, you know, birds and, and sunshine and all pretty, you know, and, uh, because I was getting it from the north, it just took me forever. And I barely, barely made it back in that half hour after sunset. I actually do remember that day. I Dude, flew, that was scary. I flew that evening. And at first I was like, what are you talking about a gust front? That was just a gust. But I, <laughs> Not I, only, where I, was. <laughs> I only stayed around the airport. I was flying low and I knew there was going to be a drastic wind direction shift. Because I was going along and then I was like, whoa. What's that? And then it just like went away and I was like, okay, I'm going about my business. Yeah, that was, that was frightening. That was probably my scariest, you know, uh, uh, any situation I've ever had in the air. Hmm. Um, I was frustrated with landings in the beginning, but other than that, yeah, you know, it probably took me 50. I was going to say it probably took me 35, 40 flights to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and and now you know I have a good time with it. I'm pretty good at it. So then, yeah, Shane, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, Shane Planet Shane says, yeah, Kansas has some wicked storm fronts and ice storms. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're getting icied right now. So it's only like uh, 22 degrees out there right now. It's blowing like hell. Um, I was going to get Christmas presents for the wife, and the roads are slick and. You know, you'd think these people out here would, you know, being from this part of the country, would be able to drive in it. I'm from Vegas, but I grew up, you know, driving on dirt roads, so I can kind of handle the ice and snow in a little bit. But these people out here, because it's such a melting pot, you know, half of them are from Florida. They don't have a clue. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I was Kyle. Kyle Glee will read out loud 20 minute weather reports all the time. And he was like reading something from where we're from. He's like, what does blustery mean? I don't know what blustery is. I'm like, it's cold and windy. Yeah, yeah. That means bad day on a paramotor. That's what that means. (laughs) That means ouch. All right, Leo, you ready to give away a shirt? I want to give away a shirt. Give me your underwear. (laughs) No. (laughs) Steven, you know. I have to be good. I, I got these comebacks for you, but but I have to be good. Remind me to text you them. Later. Ride the line. Okay, here we go. <laughs> big money, big money. Come on now. Come on. No whammies. No whammies. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lord, I got Eugene stirred up. <laughs> you. Eric oh, this- won. This really is rigged. All right. <laughs> Eric. 
Well, he needs to know a size for mom. Yep. Spin it again. So, Eric's an extra medium. You don't have he, that size. Eric is texting with his mom and dad, and they're in Washington State, and he wants to send it to his mom and dad out in Washington State. So we will let you know a size on that. And, okay. Uh, Eric and if you want, I can even ship it direct. Okay. I can either ship it to you guys or I can ship it straight to mom. So yeah. however you want to do it. It's up to you. So, yeah, Randy just said, cheater, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Angela just said, Travis, it is rigged. <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. So Okay, Bill H. says, can they go to the website and buy one? I believe, actually, you can. And I believe you can do the same on Can Gook America because it just happens to be that... Brown chicken down, chicken brown chicken down. <gasps> and get you one of those too. All right. No, <laughs> baby, you know what I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and remember, you are not on the can cook team. Well, I actually am a can cook dealer. So I was, plug, I was plug, talking plug, about plug. Steve. Oh, he's well, a dealer. Uh, he, can, he can be on my team. You want a can gook? You got to meet me in the parking lot in Walmart at one in the morning. <laughs> so I think here Jane's is... getting frustrated with us. <laughs> That's an every week occurrence with Steve. <laughs> She's well trained. Here is Leo's Facebook page. So definitely shows uh, can gook paramotors America. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the oh no, this is actually my page. Look at that. I yes. love those photos. <laughs> so that's a, a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah this, those are awesome. This is a colleague in the special effects world. He's actually an eye guy, so he makes eyes, like literally makes eyes for monsters and yeah. animatronics. He was uh, fortunate enough to work on the Mandalorian. And uh, he did the animatronic of Gogu, the child. Yeah. So he's got some fantastic work. You get a chance to go check out his page. His links are there oh on my, my page. I spent a half a day looking at his photos. Oh, he <laughs> is fantastic artist. I love his work. And I've only met Nate once. And it was fleeting at Transworld in uh, Missouri, but um, Transworld is a, a giant haunted house convention. Yeah. So if you make haunted house stuff, you go there and you show it to everybody. They buy it. You get money. You go make more haunted house stuff. So um, he he's he's just a fantastic artist. I love um, the photos of his um, the pictures of his um, elderly um, uh, what are they superheroes. Yes, yes. Awesome. <laughs> so if you go back a few days, there's a couple of ogres that were done with the the uh, the AI and his drawing and, and Photoshop and everything. Yeah. Well, the ogres are the ones I requested because that was my nickname when I was growing up was ogre because, you know, huh. most kids aren't supposed to be five foot seven at 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Man, I'm trying to get there. So, that one? No, yeah, you're kind of there. Keep. Oh, I think you're in the same room. Keep scrolling. 
There's just one in particular of, yeah, I think I posted it. No, we're far beyond. I must not have, must not have posted it. You probably have to go to his page. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, so check out Leo's page. Um, check out, um, Deweese had posted a couple of his YouTube um, links also. They're all interesting. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to stick around to meet Leo afterwards, um, maybe you've got a haunted house and a face you want done. Um, Speaking of haunted houses, I'm pretty sure the dating apps I use are haunted because I keep getting ghosted. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It could be the smell, though. I, I have one for that, but I can't say it on, on the, <laughs> in the past. In the past. Let's yeah. pass on that one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to meet Leo, um, please stick around. Please give us a thumbs up. Sorry for the inconvenience on hashtag Christmas tonight. <laughs> I tried. Right. So, Leo, where can we find you in the future? Um, we would love to keep in touch with you on any social media. Especially oh. me. Oh, Stephen, you're my buddy. Oh. I got you, baby. Wait, you need to do a little bit of um, stuff behind you real quick before I hit my outro. Oh, oh, you want, uh, you were serious. You want a little drummage. Heck yeah. Yeah, a little drummage. We want the drummer see boy. If can, see if I can get, get some camera up here. So I'm probably going to be deaf because I won't have any headphones. <laughs> I have no, I, I haven't set up this mic for this. So this could be, uh, this could be a lot. You're going to wake your so, wife up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But I'll go jump on the kit. Give me a couple of seconds and we'll, sure. we'll have at it. Yeah. Awesome. Remember, folks. Like we don't see you on there. We'll see you in the air. Let's kick it. Maybe he'll play us a Christmas song on the drums. <laughs> Hit it, boys. Take me, take me now. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. No. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yes, please give us a thumbs up. It helps spread our show so we can get uh, more viewers um, in the future. That was, that was nice. Awesome. 
Very I'm nice. scared it sounded like crap because I couldn't hear it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it sounded like through this mic. So I hope it wasn't too much. No, all it was right. good. It was all right. All right. We will be back next week. And I believe next week, I forgot to look, but I'm pretty sure it is Pennsylvania PPG. So if you um, are around next week, Please come around. Please give us a thumbs up tonight. And um, I want you all to have a blessed Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And please stay safe, you guys. And if you want to come around and meet Leo for a little bit tonight, come on in in the chat. Um, I can put the, the link back up there again. Otherwise, I just posted it. All you got to do is go on a Chrome and click on it, and it'll bring you right in. Because Scuba Steve is actually waiting. All he had to do was click on it. Pretty easy, right, Leo? Hey, look at that. <laughs> all right. You guys have a Merry Christmas, and keep flying safe. Love you all. Thank you, Jack. Bye.